Hi everyone, and welcome to the Fangirl Phenomenon, a podcast hosted by me, Bridget Palma. Um, as this is the first episode, I'll be doing a brief summary of what this podcast is going to be about, why I created it, and then we'll get into all of the good stuff. So, while this podcast is called the Fangirl Phenomenon, the main focus of this podcast will be parasocial relationships, what they are, how they're formed, why they're formed, how they affect people, and so on and so forth. Basically, we're just going to be doing a deep dive into the psyche of a fangirl. Um, this is because ever since I can remember, I've always been a fan of something. Um, and fangirl culture has always been a huge part of my life. Because I could never just like something and that be the end of it. I always get invested and it's just who I am. So whether it's a book or a TV show or a movie or a musician or a band... Like, if I like them, then I have to know everything about them, and I have to, like, interact with their content, and I just, like, I need to know what they're doing, and, like, I guess, like, quote-unquote, like, spend time with them, and I just, like, can't casually enjoy something like that, and so this has obviously been something that has fascinated me, because I've recently realized that this is not normal behavior and like the way that I have interacted with like celebrity culture and pop culture all these years is not how most people enjoy that kind of content. So when I came to college, um, I was talking to all these new people and talking about our interests and what we liked and what we watched and what we, the content we consumed. And I realized that they didn't have the same intense interests and relationships with these content creators that I did. So I say some, I say relationships because in my mind, these people, they are my friends. And when I listen to their music or, or watch the movies that they're in or the TV shows or even like read about the characters, like I'm spending time with them and like we are forming a relationship. Um and I say that these people are my friends, which maybe sounds crazy, but um at the very least I relate to them in some kind of way or like I see myself represented in in who they are, which in a way is like a friendship because I believe obviously that friendships you reflect each other, your interests, your personality traits. You have to have some of those things in common. And I have that with these people, these parasocial relationships. So I see myself in these people, whether they're fictional or not, and therefore I form an attachment or a relationship with them. And so that is the reason why I wanted to explore this topic for my capstone project. Because it's such a personal matter for me, honestly. And it's always just fascinated me about why my brain works this way and why I form these kind of relationships. Um, but to go back, the topic of parasocial relationships, you're probably wondering, what is a parasocial relationship? So the term was first used by Horton and Wall in 1956. So Donald Horton and Richard Wall began to observe the impact of television and radio personalities on the public. And they came to notice that people became attached to these performers and developed a sort of conversational nature with them. Obviously, in 1956, they had no idea what kind of an impact media would have in the future. 
um, because this was just the beginning of the age of television and the age of radio, and people were only just starting to have a television in their house. And so obviously, this study is the baseline of so much research now that is so relevant now and has expanded so rapidly because of platforms like TikTok and YouTube and social media in general and the intimate access that people now have to these public personas and celebrities. So basically Horton and Wall went on to say that this is a unique relationship unlike any other relationship people typically have Um, because most notably there's little to no obligation for the viewer or consumer to continue this relationship and they can withdraw from it at any time. And this is because this is a non-reciprocal type of relationship. Um, And the most crucial part to remember about a parasocial relationship or parasocial interaction for that matter is that the performer is unaware of their relationship with the audience member, which is how this is seen as a non-reciprocal type of relationship because one person is putting in much more work into this relationship than the other person. In this case, the person putting in the more work is the audience member and the person unaware and like not putting any work into said relationship is the celebrity. So kind of to summarize, the basic premise of a parasocial relationship is that an audience member or a fan begins a relationship with a performer without the performer knowing the fan. And this unknowing is on a personal and also physical sense. So the performer is often unaware of the fan's existence personally, but also just in general, they are completely unaware of this person's existence, like, on earth. Um, And so this unawareness of the fan's existence... um, while the fan has made the performer a very important part of their life, which really just shows like the unbalanced nature of these kinds of relationships and how it can impact someone's psyche or make them believe that this relationship is more than it really is. Um, So obviously in this podcast, I will be going much deeper and going into case studies and really diving into all of the theory and stuff like that behind parasocial relationships. Going off of this, there can be both positives and negatives to parasocial relationships. In future episodes, I'll discuss more in depth the different communities that parasocial relationships benefit and why they can be so important to specific communities. But for right now, I'll go over the general benefits and drawbacks of parasocial relationships. So in a study done by Carol Jarzina, she discusses the positive and negative effects that parasocial relationships have on people. The study found that parasocial relationships have contributed to helping people with anxiety, trauma, cognition, introversion, fear of rejection, loneliness, and self-esteem issues. In these cases, parasocial relationships allow people to interact with others in a manner that they are more comfortable with, without fear of judgment that they would usually have during in-person social interactions. 
However, the study also discusses the negative effects of these relationships, including aggression, jeopardizing real-life relationships in favor of the parasocial relationships, media addiction and dependency, and even celebrity worship. And in the article, it discusses that while certain levels of celebrity worship are certainly normal, especially for teenagers and adolescents, um, sometimes the levels become unhealthy and develop into a form of addiction. And to supplement that, so in an article written by Britt Dawson, which was published in GQ recently, she dives deeper into this kind of darker side of parasocial relationships. And she does a couple interviews with subjects who have had these parasocial relationships that skew more towards the negative side and have more negative consequences to them. So in an interview, one of the subjects reveals that she developed an obsession with a content creator who she really liked on Twitch. Twitch is a video streaming um, a video streaming platform for live videos. So basically people just broadcast themselves and what they're doing. They could be talking, playing a video game, stuff like that. So this girl found a content creator who she really liked who streamed on Twitch. And she said that she would watch all of his live streams and do whatever she had to to get noticed by him, whether that be commenting or donating or whatever, just so that he could say hi to her or say her name. Um, and she said that it got to the point where her obsession was becoming too much and she felt guilty for not telling her real life boyfriend about it. So in this case, she was favoring her parasocial relationship over her real relationship to the point where she felt as if she was cheating on her real life boyfriend with this other man who had who she had never met before. So she eventually admitted to breaking up with her parasocial relationship and likened it to a real life breakup. She said that even two years after the quote unquote breakup with her parasocial relationship, she still visits his profile sometimes, but she tries not to to visit them too often for fear that her obsession will begin again. So in a case like this, you can clearly see that the negative side effects of a parasocial relationship can be kind of very harmful to these people. Um, and for one side of the relationship, way more than the other. Obviously, in this scenario, the Twitch streamer has no idea that this girl feels this way about him and has no idea who she is or... Or, like, that she has these emotions towards him. But for her, it's so real and so ingrained in her life. And he is such a big part of her life that when she finally decides to cut him out of it, it feels like an actual breakup with, with a boyfriend or, like, a significant other. So it's situations such as these that become dangerous for both parties involved. And in this case, both parties... Not so much that the Twitch streamer has these reciprocated feelings, but if this girl's obsession had turned towards aggression, she could have found where he lives, tried to hurt him, tried to hurt herself, and the situation would have escalated to a point where it did become dangerous for both people involved. To go off of that example... One event that really caused people to start forming these super intense parasocial relationships and experiencing positive or negative effects from them was the COVID-19 pandemic. So in 2020, as everyone knows, the world went into lockdown and people could no longer interact with others face to face. 
So this caused a lot of people to turn to the internet for connection with other people. Specifically, people began consuming content at a rate much higher than they ever had before. So in this same study done by Jarzina, um, she discusses how during the pandemic, streaming services allow for people to have unlimited access to their parasocial relationships, specifically those relationships with fictional characters and people on TV shows and in movies. So the study also brings up how reality TV became a very popular form of entertainment during the pandemic because these people on the shows were seemingly normal everyday people and people at home could really relate to them on a more personal level. However, because they were on these reality TV shows, once they came off of them, they were celebrities all of a sudden. But because of their amateur status to begin with and their status of being a quote-unquote normal everyday person, people found these people more attainable and more relatable than characters on a normal television program. And so that caused people to develop like very strong parasocial relationships with them because they felt almost like these people were even more like their friends or even more like people that they would meet in real life than say a fictional character on a television show like played by an actor. And I think what's really important to note here is that a lot of people during this time were forming parasocial relationships with the fictional characters on the TV shows. So not forming the relationships with the actors who played the characters, people were forming the relationship with the character themselves. So for example, I know that during this time, a lot of people watched the show New Girl um, on Netflix New Girl is a sitcom about a woman who moves in to a loft apartment with um, three strangers after she breaks up with her boyfriend, and these strangers happen to all be men. And one character on that show that I know that a lot of people connected with during the pandemic um, is a character called Nick. So people started to form these relationships and these have these strong attachments to Nick, the character, but not to the actor whose name is Jake Johnson. And this is kind of just like a very interesting observation that I had um, while like looking on social media and seeing the content that I consume. And I am such a big fan of the show, but I just found it very interesting that people really attach to this one specific character, but not to the actor itself, just to the character and like his personality traits. Supported by the example from the Dawson article in GQ. So Kretz also discovered that parasocial grief and breakups in this particular case fell into five different sections, being emotional expressions of grief, recovery and coping, advocacy, not wanting to watch the show anymore, and memorials. So for emotional expressions of grief, this included sadness, heartbreak, anger, outrage, and shock at the character death. And for recovery and coping, This included people expressing denial about the death, the time elapsed, um, that they couldn't cope with it, that they were never going to get over it, Um, people discussing different coping mechanisms to deal with it, and referring or referencing other fictional deaths that they couldn't recover from or they couldn't cope with. And under the advocacy category, 
This included people advocating for the character, so advocating for Derek after his death, advocating for the show, or advocating for Meredith, who is Derek's wife on the show, um, and for their children. So to give a few examples of tweets um, from different categories and sections of a parasocial breakup, um, I'll read some from the article. So these are tweets about denial. So people saying, quote, no, Derek is not dead. I refuse to believe it. Or I'm still in the denial stage, I guess. Um, People also um, describing like the time that has elapsed in their feelings. So this quote says, it's been 22 hours since I have watched Grey's Anatomy and I still haven't recovered. Um, People also saying, can someone cover my shift tomorrow? I'm still mourning the death of the beloved Derek Shepard. So these examples, obviously, while they seem a bit silly, um, people really felt this way and people were truly hurt by this episode of Grey's Anatomy and what they've seen because they truly felt such an attachment to this character and to the show itself. So this really meant a lot to people when he was killed off of the show. And I think that this just goes to show and proves the point of my original point of this whole episode is that parasocial relationships have such a deep and strong meaning to people And they come in all different kinds of forms and with different types of people, whether that be fictional characters, real people, actors, celebrities, musicians, YouTubers, Twitch streamers, really anyone who has a presence and a profile online can be someone that you form a parasocial relationship with. And... As we continue on with the next episodes, this is a theme that we're going to explore a lot more deeply and we're going to use a lot more of these case studies and different evidence that I come across to help discuss and describe parasocial relationships and the, and the effects that they can have on people. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you next episode.